Welcome back to the Amateur Mill Society, a podcast about the highs and lows of mothering in the modern age. We're your hosts, Sinead and Rosie, and we are just, just trying. trying. We're really fucking trying today. <laughs> Join us on a journey from positive pregnancy tests through to school and beyond as we try to untangle all those complicated thoughts and feelings that come when you decide to push a baby out of your vagina. Other birthing methods are available. They are average, non-famous mums who live average, non-famous lives. But if we do get famous, we're not complaining. And we might just record season two of the Amateur Mill Society. Season two, baby! Season two, baby! <laughs> season, season two, ep one, it's happening. We went quiet for a few months. Yeah, we kind of fell off the face of the earth, didn't we? We Rosie? didn't explain ourselves. At all. We just stopped. Yeah. Posting. We stopped recording. We stopped everything. We stopped everything. If you're listening to this because you're a parent, you will know that if the you reason think, for that. If you thought that we were dead, we're not. Hi. Hey. Hey, babe. It feels like we're dead in this room. Yeah. <laughs> or we're going to get killed. Yeah, very, very terrifying room that we're in. Yeah, quite scary. But um, if you are a parent, you will probably have guessed that the reason we went quiet is because... The summer, summer holidays. holidays. The summer holidays happened. Um, we do feel quite dead after it. It was emotional and physical carnage. We didn't like purposely decide to not. We, well, we did decide we were going to have a small break. Yeah. But we didn't purposely decide to just fucking disappear. No, we, did not. we we started the summer holidays with the thought of having a few weeks off. Naive. Naive. Full of hope. And then. I don't think we saw each other for the entire summer holidays. No, we didn't. And we both had the worst fucking time ever. Yeah. And we weren't able to post pictures or videos or record. Or even text each other. Or even text each other because it was that horrific. I think we texted each other maybe five times. What the fuck's going on with my voice? I don't know. (laughs) Because it's been the summer holiday, Sinead. That's why. We are now, what, three weeks into the school year? Yeah. And things are only just starting to... Settle. Settle. Only just... And in fact, they're kind of like, I I thought the first week back after the summer holidays, I was like, uh, I couldn't believe how excited I was. And then I don't know if your kid did the same, but they were just really angry for yeah. the first week yeah. and a half. Yeah, absolutely. And so I was like, when will this end? Never. Like, when will it actually end? <laughs> um, but only now am I starting to reap the rewards of a, um, you know, autumn term. Yeah. Uh, and now we're in a position to be able to record season two. Season two? Should we call it season? Can we call it season? Yeah. Season two. So we've started season two. um, And this, incidentally, will be episode 20. That's great, isn't it? We've done quite well. Yeah. That's quite a lot of hours of us talking shit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're not the ones listening to it. So (laughs) jokes on you guys. guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So before we bang on about our summer holidays which is what we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. i have got a lot to unpack oh yeah so much so much to unpack so much to complain about so much sadness and anger and fear despair and despair and grief and worry just all sorts of hell but before we do that i think the first thing we need to talk about big old plug for the big milk night out players yeah so third of december 3rd of December At 2023. Big difference. FKA the cooking. Yes. High Street Leicester. High Street Leicester. We will be hosting the Big Milf Night Out. 
Yes. It's going to be fun. It's going to be full of frivolities. Lots of Fs. Yes. And music and laughter. And most importantly, no kids. No kids. It's an evening. It's going to be a li- It's basically going to be like a live comedy show. An audience but, with the MILFs, if yeah. you will. An audience with the MILFs, other people, fun stuff, Christmassy things, um, like music, laughter, singing, dancing, shouting, drink, whooping, clapping. What else are you going to do? Swearing. You can swear. You can swear. Do lots of swearing. Um, and yeah, no children are allowed. It's going to be like one of those weird weddings where kids aren't invited. It's going to be like that. Yeah. But mainly because it's, it's in the evening. That's yeah. why. <laughs> um, so please come to that. Uh, we're going to be posting the shit out of it over yeah. the next coming weeks. Tickets will be available soon. Please keep an eye on it, our Instagram and we will... Yeah. Keep you informed in due time. Please come, for the love of God. Please come, otherwise we'll be really embarrassed if we have to do our show to an audience of three people that are all laughing and throwing peanuts at us. Yeah, please don't let us do that. Um, the, the tickets are very reasonably priced as well, I feel. Absolutely. Um, so please come to that. Please buy tickets. We'll tell you all about it soon. Um, what was our format again? So our format is... <laughs> introduction. In week in a sentence. What's your week in one sentence? My week in a sentence... Is my five-year-old daughter karmic retribution for all the wrongdoing I've committed in my lifetime? Yes. Move on. Next question. <laughs> uh, uh, explain. At the minute, she just seems to be more and more of a punishment. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. She is yeah. so angry, angry with me. So angry. All the time. All the time. And honestly, I'm just so tired of having arguments with a five-year-old. Can you, for me, so I can do, I've done it before in this podcast, but I will do it again. So the sound of Ramona's anger mm-hmm. can be summed up in this. <clears throat> yeah. That. Is it that? Yeah. Is that the sound? <clears throat> Stop it. Stop it, mummy. Or, mummy. Yeah, that. Yeah. What is she mainly said through clenched teeth? Clenched teeth. It's like yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, like you can see her stressed. vibrating with rage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what is she most angry about at the minute? Uh, uh, everything. All things. Putting shoes on. Mm-hmm. Brushing teeth. Yeah. Washing hair. Yeah. Um, doing anything that I've oh, pu- putting pieces of rubbish in the bin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anything, anything. She would. She just will beef me. Yeah. About. Anything. Anything. And I'm honestly at breaking point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the minute, it's... It's it's awful. It's unbelievable. It's honestly unbelievable. Awful. Awful. Like, the other day, she... um... (laughs) Oh, no. Accidentally pulled her earring out at school. Okay. So she comes out of the school with the earring in her hand. Yeah. And I went to put it back into her ear. But you know when, like, a little bit of skin grows over the back? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I had to give it a bit of a push to force it through. Yeah. <laughs> you just put me in agonising pain, mummy! Agonising pain? Yeah, outside the school gates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. all of the other parents think that I've just beaten her up. They think that you've just punched a hole through her ear, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And then she wouldn't stop talking about it. Oh, yeah. For the rest of the evening. Of course not. Of course not. You know what she said to my mum? My mum got home. Mummy butchered me today. She used the word butchered? Yeah. (laughs) Where 
where she got the word butchered? I don't fucking know. Where's that word come from? I don't from? know. The same place where she got, you put me in agonising pain. <laughs> from the asshole school of Dick Hedery. <laughs> these are the words that come out of these kids' mouth is unbelievable. Yeah, Ramona's super, super angry at the minute. I'm going to save some of my angry Ramona stories for the summer holidays because the, the, the best one happened during the summer holidays. And let me tell you, let me tell you. I do have a question to ask you, though. Okay. When they just first started back at school, yes. you said, I said, how is going back to school going? And you said, Ramona threw a chair at me today. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, can yeah. you give me further context? Because you didn't actually provide me with any when you sent me that text message. Sinead, my child is so angry for so much of the time at the minute, I can't remember why she threw a chair at me. I just remember that she did. <laughs> It was a it was a school row, so it was one of the mornings. So it's funny, isn't it? The two days that Dave goes into work and doesn't do the mornings because he's gone are the days that Ramona properly kicks off and does stuff like throw chairs at me. I mean, properly kicks off. And it will have been something ridiculous, like I've asked her to eat her breakfast so many times. Mm-hmm. And then I've started to get quite stressed out about it. And then she's properly kicked off. Um, but yeah, she threw a chair. It was a kid's chair. But she flung so, it at no, me. I was just... She fucking flung it at me. I was envisioning her <laughs> launching picking a dining, up a room, dining room, chair room chair above her head and just like throwing it across the room, like no. something out of WWE. This was like she took the she took the back of the chair, <laughs> and you know if you were to like sw- if you imagine that you know the the old saying swinging a cat. Yeah. Imagine the swinging of a cat, but it's she did it chair. with a chair. Swung and it at it's me. At you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, fuck. And Lola has started counteracting this anger by, if any, if if anyone does any kind of raising of voices, it doesn't matter if it's Ramona throwing a chair at me. Lola assumes that that's a slight on Ramona, and then shouts at me and Dave. <laughs> so if Ramona does any anything wrong, and we're like, Ramona, can you stop doing that, please? Lola then storms up up to us and just shouts in gibberish. So she'll like go. I'll be like, Ramona, sorry, can you not throw a chair at me, please? I really find that quite disturbing. And then Lola will go, <laughs> like that, <laughs> and point at me. As it, and sometimes she'll use the stop hand. <laughs> and put her hands up like this. And I'm like, sorry, am I not allowed to tell your older sister not to throw a chair at me? <laughs> that's that's that where we're at. Lola has nominated herself as Ramona's protector. <laughs> I mean, I'd like local psychopaths to be my local protector. Local protector. Maybe she's not a local psychopath anymore. She's local protector. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's terrifying. But she doesn't. It's because Lola hasn't understood the the dynamics of the of the arguments yet. So she just decides to take Ramona's side. So Ramona Ramona could literally be hitting Dave in the groin, <laughs> out of anger because she does that. She kicks. She hits. And Lola will be like, "How dare? How dare you, mummy and daddy? How dare you suggest for one second that you, we go to bed?" <laughs> It's horrific. Horrific. But I just, I don't, I don't understand where this anger is coming from. Like, you don't have a job. Yeah. You have no responsibilities. What ails you? (laughs) Yeah, what what ails you, my unemployed little freeloader? (laughs) What is, why? What's your fucking problem? Exactly. And I want to say it to her sometimes. And sometimes I ask her, I'm like, babe, why are you so angry? Yeah, I ask her And then she'll go, I'm not 
angry. Yeah, yeah, I love it when they do that. Ramona is quite good at acknowledging her anger. So you'll sort of say like, you know, when you've all calmed down, you're like, what's going on, May? What's up? What's what's the problem? And she'll always say something like, I think, I think maybe I'm just a bit tired. I'm like, well, how about next time? Just go to sleep. Go to sleep. Or she'll be like, oh, I think I was just hungry. Oh, yeah, you, you were hungry from the breakfast that you wouldn't eat and then flung a chair at me. That, that sort of situation is absolutely insane. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about the anger. Fear. I think it's fear, isn't it? I think a lot of it's fear. Mm. School fear. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I was just thinking about school then. Ramona keeps saying to me, I don't want to go to school, mummy. Why not, darling? I get really worried. What's up? What's the matter with school? It's just, it's just too much hard work. <laughs> Well, pal. Well, I have some <laughs> horrible shit to disclose to you about your future. <laughs> Welcome to capitalism, baby. Number one, you are going to school for most days until you're at least 18 years old. Number two, after you have finished the hard work of school, you start the hard work in. of work. <laughs> oh, and sometimes if I'm in like a terrible mood, I will sort of jokingly say that to her. I'll be like, oh, you think it's hard work, do you? Well, good luck, pal. Um, Look, but try yeah, looking no. after a small child that throws chairs at you. Yeah, maybe don't throw chairs. Um, can I do my week in one sentence? Because it's it's vastly different. Of course you can. Vastly different. Okay, I'm just going to open my notebook up so I say this right. <sighs> Two things I want to discuss with you. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm doing this now because on our very first episode of this podcast, yeah, Mary Poppins was mentioned. Yes. We spoke about Mr. Banks uh-huh. and the way that he comes home and sees his children for maybe three minutes yeah. and then they go to bed. So we watched Mary Poppins again over the summer mm-hmm. and two things came to mind that I want to discuss with you. Number one, Mr. and Mrs. Banks's relationship is very confusing to me. Mr. Yeah. Banks, a self-confessed man of routine, um, pomp and ceremony... Keeping up, keeping up, keeping up appearances, you know, doing the grind. He he tells his kids off for shouting in his bank, and they all kick off and he gets sacked. Right. So this is a guy who, you know, he's what am I trying? What's the words I'm trying to say here? He's like orderly. He's orderly. Anyone making a scene, he's going to kick off. Like he can't take any of that shit. Mm-hmm. His wife most dramatic woman in the world also a suffragette 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 seems like a fundamentally incompatible couple explain this to me this is what i don't understand he's like kids you're not allowed to raise your voice in my bank or i'll get sacked yeah but your mom's throwing herself in front of racehorses and chaining herself to buildings literally just said she's gonna fire bomb parliament so (laughs) (laughs) what you know what's that it's easily explained go on then by the well-known phrase yeah opposites attract Opposites attract. Yeah, but why is he okay with her? Just is it because it gets her out of the house? Yeah. I right. So I think there's two. There's two suggestions. We need to get in touch with Walt Disney. Luckily, he's been cryogenically frozen, so we might be able to do this one day. Is it that he just he doesn't understand the suffragette movement, and he's just like, oh, he, she's just going out with her banners. She's doing her lady stuff. She's doing her crafts. Oh, she's sticking stuff to bits of fabric. She's doing a craft. She's making a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> They all drink it. All the ladies of society drink Molotov cocktails, don't they? Sure, right? Or it's just like he wants to wants her to not be near him. 
I oh, you're going on another march, darling. Go on then. Off you go. How long will you be? All day. Oh, fine. Have a great time. I think that is a very male thing. Yeah. Like they don't really don't give a fuck as long as it's not directly affecting it's him. It's not directly I think affecting me. If she me. firebombed his bank, he would be very angry about it. Yeah. His bank isn't in Parliament. That's it. He doesn't realise. He doesn't realise the importance of the suffragette It's movement. like that that stereotype of the dad who sits in the chair with mm. the newspaper and just goes, mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yeah, okay, darling. Ask yes. your mother. Yeah. Ask yeah. your mother. It's that. And mother's in the back. <laughs> Getting ready. Making to... bombs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's got a baseball bat and I'm going to smash windows with this. Yeah, exactly. My other um, point is this. So they've missed a trick here, Disney. Mm-hmm. They made the second Mary Poppins. What did you think? Fucking loved it. I really liked it. I thought Emily Blunt was glorious. She's a great. She Mary is a Poppins. great Mary Poppins. Songs fantastic. Fantastic songs. The cover I... is not co- the cover is not the book. Great song. Yeah, loved that. I liked loved the they, dance routine. They followed the story arc as the fir- of the first one. They followed the sort of song theme, but it was totally different. Loved it. Lovely, lo- lovely, lovely. They have missed a trick. Mm-hmm. Do you know what film I want to see? What? Bert's origin story. Yes. Who the fuck is Bert? And how many jobs does he have? Yeah. Are any of them tax deductible? Peppa Pig. Yes. He's like the Victorian London equivalent of yeah. Miss Rabbit. Yeah. Who I googled one time and apparently has forty-six jobs. Miss Rabbit's got forty-six jobs. As the only unmarried woman in Pigtown, Pig <laughs> whatever it's called. Pigtown. <laughs> Pigtown sounds like a heavy metal band, don't you think? Yeah, she's Pigtown. <laughs> she works in the shop. Yeah. She works in the fucking kiosk. She's got a out. helicopter. She, she's got a helicopter. Pretty sure she also drives an ambulance yeah. and a bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's a taxi driver. And she drives a train. So maybe we change this. We don't see Bert's origin story. I do want to know about him and his past. Like, how did he get to this point? Like, how is he a one-man band and also a chimney sweep? What the fuck's that all about? But I would like to see... Mm, this is problematic. Bert and Miss Rabbit coming together in a union of... I don't know. That's No, 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 no. I want an no. edgy Christopher Nolan-esque take on Miss Rabbit's origin story. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the cast would be... <laughs> Come on now. Oh, who are we casting as Miss Rabbit? Or is it going to oh. be like... Kate Blanchett. <laughs> Kate Blanchett, right? Kate Blanchett as Miss Rabbit. <laughs> 46 jobs. 46 jobs. That's amazing. The only other job that is done by somebody else in Pigtown is... is it, it's not Pigtown, is it? Well, I don't fucking know what it's called, Pigtown, Rosie. Okay, Pigtown. Um, is Miss Gazelle as the teacher. Mm, Madame Gazelle, sorry. Madame Gazelle. Madame yeah, Gazelle. Yeah. Madame Gazelle. And she's also got like... A, she's in an old punk band, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Yeah, I would like to see... Apparently Peppa Pig's dad is a structural engineer. Yeah, that's one of the jokes, though, isn't it? That he doesn't do that much, but he's got a really important job. But he mm-hmm. doesn't actually do that much. Because they go on a business trip to France. Yeah. We're, I'm not really sure on the physics of the Peppa Pig universe. The Peppa Pig cinematic universe. Yeah, we need to know more about the cinematic universe of Peppa Pig. We need the origin story of Miss Rabbit. We need to know why Bert is a one-man band and a chimney sweep. And also, in the second Mary Poppins, rizzing up Mary Poppins the whole time. No, that's a, that's not Bert, though. That's someone else. Oh, yeah. He's... No, that's, that's um, Lin-Manuel Miranda yeah. uh, replacement Bert. Replacement Bert, and they've gone, we can't do chimney sweeps again, lamplighters. 
They're yeah. lamplighters, aren't they? See, in my head, they're the same person. No, 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 no. Because they the serve re- the same function. Though, they say so the, they might yeah, have yeah, yeah, the yeah, same yeah, person. yeah. But they, the difference is, I don't even know what the Manuel Manuel. Fuck. I don't. Know. I'm not going to try and say his name. I'm not even going to try and say it. I don't know what he's called in the film either. Uh, it's something like Bert. <laughs> Bert, Bert, uh, it's like Alfie or something. Archie? Charlie? <laughs> something. Teddy, something like that. But he, he talks about, what's, uh, Jane, Jane Banks. Yeah. About waving to Jane Banks when he was a little boy. Yeah. Because he was one of the, he is quite possibly a... Illegi- illegitimate Illegi- child Illegi- of Bert, uh, yeah, yeah, and then that's that. That there's like a love story going oh, on. God, there. Imagine he is Mary Poppins and Bert's love, love child. child. That would make a good Christopher Nolan film. Also, mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan, you've got a lot of work to do, boy. <laughs> you've got a lot of films to make. <laughs> We've got at least three for you. Can you imagine? Can you imagine for one second? Miss Rabbit begins. Imagine your Kate Blanchett. And you get a call and you're like... Hi, Christopher Nolan. Bloody hell, it's Christopher Nolan. Hear me out, Kate. Miss Rabbit. Pigtown. Pigtown. The Pigtown murders. Oh, they could do it as a murder mystery, couldn't they? Yeah. I love it. Peppa Pig goes on a murderous rampage. Because she's five and she started school again. (laughs) Yes, it begins with a chair throwing. She throws a chair at Mummy Pig. Mummy Pig dies. Mummy Pig dies immediately. <laughs> Daddy da- Pig tries. Daddy Pig doesn't notice because <laughs> he's fucking useless. And that's how the pig George murders. is her accomplice. Oh, I love it. Who's playing Pepper and George? I think George is the little urchin boy from Les Miserables, but sure. I think he's now an adult. But like, we're just yeah, yeah, get... yeah, yeah, yeah. Go with it. And then Pepper. Oh, what about the one who played... I like love the girl who plays Lyra in his Dark Materials in the BBC one. Yeah. Because she's got dark eyes, right? She's mm-hmm. got a darkness in her. She'd be great. Yeah, but are we dressing them up as pigs? <laughs> Pig town. Yeah, I Pig town murders. Little trotters. Get David Cameron in. Um, do you like my little satirical joke there? Yeah. Yeah, um, and then, some, yeah, and then the, the underage pig's getting fucked and then that just takes it into a whole new territory. Well, I think this I think this helps with the point I'm about to make. Okay. I've decided that Christopher Nolan's out, Shane Meadows in. Imagine <laughs> Shane Meadows did Pigtown. Oh, my god. Imagine Shane Meadows doing Pigtown. Yes, please. Yes, I'd please. watch that. I would, yeah. Let's script it. We'll workshop it later. We'll workshop we're, it later. And then at. I will be... Uh, Straight on to Shane Meadows, who I have on speed dial. All right, Shane, me old mucker. <laughs> Got another idea for you. What do you reckon? I think you'd love it. Uh, if I just said, if we rang Shane Meadows and just went, hear me and out. And we're casting Joe Gilgan as Daddy Pig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If we just said, literally, if we just went Pigtown. Oh, no, you know who, who has to be then, if Shane Meadows is doing it? Yeah. You know who has to be Miss Rabbit? Who? Vicky McClure. Oh, yeah, mate. Vicky McClure is Mummy Pig. Uh, no, no, Miss Rabbit. Miss Rabbit. And then we've got... Um, who's Stevie G going to be? Stephen Graham. Oh, oh. Um, the, 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 oh, the fucking guy that drives the boat. Uh, Daddy Dog. Gra- Captain Dog. Captain Gra- <laughs> Captain Grandad. Is Captain it Grandad? <laughs> Grandad Dog. Grandad. Is it a dog? Gra- the one with the boat that's Brian Blessed. 
Yeah. Him, yeah. Stephen Graham. Yeah. But he's like really fucking dark. Yeah. So he comes across as this lovely old fisherman, but he's got like dead kids in his boat or something. Yeah, I think yeah. every single m- person in Pigtown is a murderer. Yeah, and it's just a race yeah. to see who murders the most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there's going to be like some weird twist at the end where it's like, it's not real. But it's Shane Meadows, so there has to also be a heartwarming tale of friendship in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get who else? All of them. They'll all do it. <laughs> so you know how you said. So we're in a different room today because. And I quote, the key to his kickness. The key to our usual podcast room is in Skegness. There was no explanation further than that. The key is in Skegness. <laughs> yeah, also, that's all we knew. It was never explained why there's not a spare key. No. Nope. Um, we weren't told why it's in Skegness. Oh, no, we were. It's in somebody's pocket. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> that's why it's in Skegness. That clears it up for me. Thank you. <laughs> So you might notice that um, in this episode, no one will be making smoothies in the background. Yeah, no smoothies. Because we're not next door to the toilets anymore. We are next door to a apparently a quiet drum session going on, though. So we'll see how that sounds. But yeah, we're in a different room today. Um, and in this room, it means that we're sat quite a bit closer to the computer. Mm-hmm. And just before we started recording, Sinead said to me, this is quite good because now we can see the computer. We can see how long we've been recording for so we don't run our mouths. And mm, where are we at? 25 minutes. And all we've spoken about is throwing chairs and pig town. So, oh, and Bert's origin story. Shall we talk about our actual thing for the day? Yes, I think we should. And this week we will be doing a summer holiday retrospective. I'm, I'm... Rosie Johnson, can you summarise your summer holiday in one word for me? Um... No, I'm just going to say this. I am classing this as my first therapy session for the summer holidays. I'll tell you one thing about my summer holidays. Mm-hmm. I And this is true. This is not like me um, glam- glamorising something. This, is a- this actually happened. Um, towards the end of the summer holidays, I asked Dave if he could um, find me um, uh, mental health help through private healthcare because that's how much I was struggling. I was like, I need you to find me. So I need a doctor. I'm not okay. I need commission. It's just a breaking point, doesn't it? Yeah. You, this goes back to the age-old conversation that we've had several times. Yeah. How do you get put in prison or in the psych ward for just long enough to have a break from your children? Just six weeks would be great. Just mm-hmm. those six weeks. Yeah, awful. How was yours? <laughs> also awful. Yeah. Also awful. I mean, not. I think not as awful as yours. You didn't need committing. No, I was working. I worked mm-hmm. four out of the six, four or five out of the six weeks. Yeah, I tried to work. This is the problem with working from home and having your own business. Yeah, with your kids at home with you, they don't understand that you have to work. Mm-hmm. You have to look after them. You are obliged to. You're in a position where you like. Dave got to go in the office twice a week because that's what he's contracted. Congr- contractually obliged to do wow i really can't speak today no we are struggling um so he got two days break a week and Mm. i got no days break a week ever the whole six weeks i didn't get they weren't i got so what we'll do is we're gonna list the nice things that happened to us in some holidays and then Mm -hmm. we'll complain endlessly about the summer holidays yeah out of those nice things a couple of those meant that i got a night away from my kids um, but the rest of it was hell. Yeah. 
So can you, let's start with some nice things. What so nice things happened to you? The beginning of the summer holidays was lovely because Darcy went to Ireland for 10 days. Oh, yeah. So that was great. Like, I worked loads of extra hours. So if I needed to cover, then I had some yeah. time built up and I had just like 10 days to myself. I moved room. She had a room move, didn't you? I had a room Big move. Big old room move. Um, I went to London to see my friend Eilish. We went to Swift again. Oh, yeah. What is that? It's a Taylor Swift only club night. That sounds horrific. Was it's it good? It's amazing. You know what makes it amazing is because mm-hmm. it's a night out yes. where there are basically no straight men. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair. It's like a yeah. celebration of female friendship. Yeah. It's wonderful. But you have to listen to Taylor Swift music. Yeah, and there's no mm. there's glitter everywhere. Okay, I can... I can. That all sounds amazing apart from the Taylor Swift bit mm. for me. Yeah. Um, And then Darcy came back. Mm. dramatic pause (laughs) (laughs) pausing for effect Um, and so she was in because I was working and the kind of job that I have I can't really look after her and work like Mm. the only way around it really would be to park her in front of a screen for the six hours that I'm contractually obliged to work yeah which I don't feel great about doing if I have to do it on the odd time you know if she's poorly or like yeah. If it's a day here and there, whatever. But I didn't want to be doing it five days a week. No, of course you didn't want to, Sinead, but this is this is what I can't get my head around and it didn't really dawn on me until the summer holidays actually happened and I was like, what the fuck do we do? Mm. What are you supposed to do if you can't afford childcare for six weeks? I mean, I think, depending on the situation, I had no choice but to pay for childcare. No. There was there was literally no other option. No. So I've got no one that would would have been able to look after her for me. No. I pulled in favours when I couldn't. So the annoying thing is that childcare that's available over the summer holidays, a lot of it isn't available throughout the whole holidays. No, and also it's not a full day either. It's just it's like a school day. Yeah. So I work nine till three. So luckily I was able to. If I dropped Darcy off at eight fifty five, which was when the get the door opened throw her in club. run home i can get home in two minutes from her school because yeah. we live around the corner and then she finished at three so i would have to finish work five minutes earlier to get there on time and like God. run to get her so that added a extra spicy little bit of stress nice every single morning of course of course it did and every single afternoon and then she would come home from sports club and just relentlessly just need yeah. So need yeah. food, need attention, need yeah. to just fucking have an argument with me for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I um there was a moment in the holidays where I was painting something on the on the floor of the lounge. I do this quite a lot. I do a lot of painting on the floor in the lounge. But on this particular occasion, Dave was working on his computer on the sofa, and. The amount of times the girls asked me to do something and we had to get I had to get up and get a thing. Can I have a milkshake? Go up and get the milkshake. Can I have some crisps? Go up and get some crisps. Can you get my teddy from upstairs? I really want my wolfie. Okay, go. And I did this and I kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. And I just turned to Dave and I was like, You see how far I've got with this painting? And he's like, I just can't I just can't just can't even. The amount of times I'd stood up, there was no point that painting being there. There was no point me doing any work 
at all. It's relentless. It is. They, they just need something all of the time. Mm-hmm. All of the time. And it's really hard work. Any other nice things happen to you? <laughs> well, um, we went to we went to Spain. Oh yeah, for a long weekend, which yep. was lovely. So we went to see my cousin Chloe, who's a listener of this podcast. Shout out to Chloe. Shout out to Chloe giving Darcy the best T-shirt that's ever existed, <laughs> ever. So she works in a bar in Salou called the Dubliner, and their all their staff T-shirts are just like, is it a cowboy hat? I can't. There's I don't a, don't even care what the picture is. There's a picture, and then underneath it says "gobshite." So Darcy got one in a size small, and it's essentially like a little t-shirt dress, and she wears it's it for bed. It's amazing. wonderful. Looks so good. Um, so we went for it was a surprise for Martin, who's Chloe's dad. Um, a surprise for his 60th birthday. Oh, so lovely. Me, my mum, my dad, my brother Darcy all went out, and then his brother and two sisters mm. went out. And he walked into the bar and his brother Declan was stood at the bar and Martin just went, you right, Deck? And then went, uh, what are you doing here? And then he looked over and, and we were sat at there. the table and then Connie and Ruth were behind us and he was like... Oh, so it was like you did a secretly surprise. Like it was like a show up. It was a proper surprise. Oh, cute. That's nice. I like that. It was, it was a great weekend, actually. A really great weekend. Although... I did the thing. Do you ever, like, kind of make yourself upset on purpose for no reason? Uh, I Yeah, I suppose I, I can do that if I'm hormonal or drunk. I was both. Um, uh, there we go then. So basically what happened, so the first night we got there, my brother went out with Chloe and her friends um, after we'd been for dinner and stuff. And then the next night was the night we were going out for dinner for martin's birthday darcy had refused to have a siesta so by the time we finished dinner she was knackered ready to kick off yeah yeah, she she was ready for war basically yeah Yeah. um so i was like oh i'm gonna go i'll take her back before she starts kicking off and ruining it for everybody else and then in the walk back so she was asleep and i was carrying her back to our hotel in my arms and she's not a small child no and I was just making myself more and more angry in my head. Yeah. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. why didn't anyone offer to come with me? My ah. family hate me. My family don't even want me to be here. You got yourself in a state, didn't you? But really did. But that was because Darcy had pushed your buttons, mate. That's how you get. That's and then, what it's like. So we got back to the hotel and put her to bed. And then I went out onto the balcony and just roared my eyes out. Oh, you're tired, babe. And then as soon... <laughs> so I looked at my phone and my brother had texted me, like... Oh, do you, like them lot are going out for karaoke. If you want, I can come back and look after Darcy. Oh. I was immediately fine. Of course you were. I was like, get in. What song shall I sing? I'd like cried off all my makeup, oh. went into the bathroom, looked at myself. I was like, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got to fix this and Let's get out it. of this room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but sometimes you need that, don't you? You need like, a, it's almost like you need to imposter, imposter syndrome yourself out of something. Yeah. And just have all the horrible thoughts about everything. And then someone will do something nice and you go, oh, oh, I just needed to have all of those thoughts to get out so of my actually, system. So actually, my family don't hate me. Oh, they actually really love me and they want me to sing. Okay, sure. Okay, let's go out. Let's I'm, go. Let's go, girls. I'm going to sing the cranberries on karaoke. Of course you're going <laughs> to sing the cranberries on karaoke. Is that what you sang? We didn't actually end up doing karaoke. We went to see a really, really good, like, 
Irish trav band in a, an Irish pub. Oh, that's a lovely thing to do in Spain, isn't that's it? That's great, yeah. Well, she works in an Irish pub. It's not a fucking thing I do in Spain as well, to be fair. It's what we will be doing in Spain. It's what we'll be doing in Spain in... How long? Three weeks. Three weeks. Oh, my God. I just can't believe it. I can't believe I'm going to Spain in three weeks. It's unbelievable. I'm so happy about it. I'm so excited. I'm going to drink so much alcohol. It's Mm. going to be the best. Um, Okay, so you went... So, you did... What was the first thing you said? You went to Taylor Swift thing. Taylor Swift Club. Yeah. Oh, and then we went to the next day. We went to the Imperial War Museum, which is a very good museum. They've got oh, a really I do good. Li- I do like a war museum. I have to say, <laughs> exhibit about the troubles as well there, which was really good. Uh, except I was a bit hungover, and I was looking at. Are we talking about London now? Yeah, back to London. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was looking at a piece of art that someone had made about the troubles. Did it move you? Well, I was a little bit hungover and very, very tired. So I was like kind of staring at it. And then I turned around as if to walk away. And there was a man literally three inches from my face. And I just went. Ah! <laughs> That's weird. Why was he that close to you? I don't I think he was also appreciating the piece of art, but like very yeah. closely behind me. And I jumped out of my skin. And <laughs> well, it's a scary place to be, the Imperial War Museum. Did you stay for the immersive experience where they do all the sounds and videos and shit? Obviously. Screens? Yeah, that's the best bit, isn't it? I like that bit. I love it when you have a, a an immersive war experience and they play an air raid siren and you think, oh God, can you imagine? I love that. Yeah, but my child basically is a walking air raid siren because she's so fucking loud. I, um, I think air raid sirens are like uh, lovely opera music compared to my children shouting, <laughs> quite frankly. Oh, we also went to Birmingham for the weekend and went to Cabri World and that was yeah that looks like fun for you it and was Darcy very much fun. that looks like I, it was very much fun I kept seeing like you you're quite good at taking Darcy to places like you'll go on the train to like London or Birmingham and stuff and I don't I don't get the chance to do that quite as much with my kids because Lola's still too little yeah and also I tend to work at the like I'll go and do markets and stuff at the weekend but I always like look at the pictures and go they look like they're having a really lovely time but also this fuck could be that. <laughs> No, thank you. But it did look like you had a good time. Yeah, Cabri World was so much I fun. I really want to go to Cabri World. I bloody love chocolate. You get you walk in and you get three All bars chocolate. of chocolate to eat on the way round. And then so there's like this whole you kind of follow it all round and there's a bit where you can write your name with some chocolate. Cute. And then a bit where you can temper some chocolate. And then there's like a little ride that you go on. And then there's a, you walk into this other room and you see like them making, like it's like a factory room, so there's people making chocolate. And when you walk in there, you get like a little cup and it's got melted chocolate and you can choose toppings to put in the melted chocolate. Sold. I picked, I had milk chocolate with some marshmallows and white chocolate chips. Oh, yes, please. Um, And then when you go out, there's a chocolate factory shop. We bought... (gasps) Cheap chocolate. 48 curly whirlies. Six great British pounds. Shut up. Serious. Mm-hmm. Do you know Curly Whirl is, right? I've heard this. This is terrible. I shouldn't really be um, promoting diet culture at all, but I'm going to say it anyway. If you put a Curly Whirly in the fridge, it's a really good. If you're trying to like not eat as much, let's not say diet. Let's say if you're trying to eat less sugar, a Curly Whirly in the fridge, right? Because it's only just over 100 calories. Just under, it's 98. Under nine. Oh! Beautiful. 
and it takes fucking ages to eat because it's a curly whirly and it's been in the fridge. Mm-hmm. So it's a really good like it, long. I love a curly whirly. Mm, me too. There was like me huge too. boxes of Freddos. Oh, the stop. chocolate! It is the one place where the gift shop is like the best bit. Remarkably good value. Good, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, normally yeah. you walk into a gift shop and it's like. You want to buy this pencil? Give me £50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, your child wants to buy this small gemstone? Give me all of your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But there's just loads of chocolate for really, really cheap. <sighs> and then there's a big play area outside. There's a, a 4D cinema experience and a magic show. How much it uh, How much it cost? How much it, t- how much it cost? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I think it was about £20 Per person. Per person, children were a bit okay. cheaper actually, yeah. but I I think it was very reasonable for the experience that you get. And the chocolate. And the chocolate. Okay. And the the day before, because we stayed for the weekend, we got a really good deal on an Airbnb in Birmingham. Mm. So the day before, we went to Think Tank, which is a science museum in Birmingham, Ooh. and that is excellent, extremely interesting, really immersive, really interactive. Is it like um? Oh, lest we forget. I'm just um, getting a bit teary, actually, thinking about this. Is it a bit like Snibston? A little bit, yeah. really miss Snibston, man. Snibston Discovery Park was wonderful. I fucking wonderful. love Snibston. Do you remember the volcano bit and the and the, pic- the light that takes pictures of your shadow and the... Oh, fucking hell, man. I, like, Snibston was one of my favourite places to go ever as a kid. Yeah, mine was mine too. Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> Loved it so much. It was great. I remember going on a school trip there once when it snowed, and they went. To, they took us to like sh- show us the mines. Yeah. And they were like, and they would have had to walk to the mines in, in the, the snow. snow. I loved the mine bit, and you go into the little rooms where they've got all the little knobs and stuff to get in the mine. Oh man, I loved it. It's great. Think Tank is wonderful, and they've got like a planet, pla- planetarium, planetarium, yeah. where they like uh, movies on these big. Like, oh yeah, 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 on yeah. The big dome ceiling. Yeah, and then like this big, like little town that's like a yeah. replica of Birmingham. Cute. It's great. Oh, okay. We'll go with that then. So think tank, Cabri World. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Okay. Um, and for people that don't think that Birmingham is a exotic holiday destination, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually very exotic. Um, this would be a good point to mention have you seen the new joe lycett stand-up i have not i would recommend every single one of you listen to it watch it sorry it's called more 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 how do you lice it and it's the whole thing is about an area of birmingham Ooh. it's really good it's fantastic big up Ooh. joe lycett i love him also did you know last year i sell my um stuff that i make in a shop in birmingham called red brick it's really cool joe lycett bought one of my baubles oh wow claim to fame mate he bought That's all crazy calls. that you're on Joe Lycett's train. I know. And the lady who runs it, she just came home and she went, oh, did I tell you about Joe Lycett? I was like, no. He was, she was like, do you know who he is? I was like, of course I fucking know who he is. And she was like, yeah, he bought one of your baubles. He really loves your stuff. I was like, How, why didn't you open with that? Yeah, that's what you lead with. I would shout that out of the building as soon as you walked in. So yeah, that was really exciting. Um, is I that? They are the highlights of my They're the highlights. Days. Do you know what makes me feel pretty guilty right now? What? Is that all, all but one of your highlights included your child. <laughs> None of mine include my child. None of them. Yeah, well, I think it's different because you were with yours the whole time. Both so of the, them, the whole time. So the difference is, like, 
I was away from Darcy for a good a good period of the holidays. Yeah. Whereas you were just you had them up your ass the whole the holidays. Whole so fucking give me time. some um some highlights. Oh, my foot's gone dead. So one of them is that my f- lovely friend Heather had travelled from New Zealand with her partner Adam. Uh, to come shout out Heather Heather. so Heather has battled absolutely horrific breast cancer and she's technically in remission which is pretty cool so she was doing a bit of a tour of the UK and America and so she came to spend the day with me I've not seen her since we were traveling in Australia that's crazy years ago I think it was like nearly 10 years ago now so that was really nice to see her and it was also really lovely to see her partner Adam dressing up as a princess with my children that was lovely um and yeah we had a we had a good old rant and a natter so that was that was a very good highlight my children were there i mean that wasn't part of the highlight the highlight <laughs> the highlight was that heather came to see me um that's so nice that you got to see each other again after yeah so long it was great and it didn't feel like it was one of those where it was like it feels like no time passed yeah it's like i'd all. seen her yesterday yeah and we still had loads like loads to talk about and also like complaining about mundane things Mm-hmm. you know what I mean that's when you know you've got yeah. a good friend when you're like I've not seen you for years but we're still chatting shit yeah yes. love that love that honestly a lot of my favourite friendships are just based around being a hater yeah just like just having a moan about stuff love it so that was great um, so the second two are big big boy highlights the first one is that I went to a house party in London with my friends my non-children friends um, it was wild man so it was in Battersea. My friend Kaylee had a house party and I went with my friend Sean and Rianne and uh, I drank for 12 hours <laughs> and I didn't get back to my hotel till gone for. Did you stand up on a chair and give a speech like you did when I... So this is the party. I'm not going to say had a house party because there were four mums and then my brother and his friends. <laughs> yeah, a gathering, if you will. Uh, no, this was a proper party because um, Kaylee's uncle is a DJ. So I didn't get to play my music because <laughs> she has a designated DJ. And I can't help thinking that one of the decisions to get her uncle over was so that I wouldn't insist on playing music. Yes. Um, so there was a proper DJ there, which was great. He was wonderful. I did not request any music. Felt great about that. I was like, Fantastic. fine. Um, and all of her friends are amazing. And because it's London... There was like a real wide range of um, nationalities, which was fantastic. I mean, there were so many different people there. Um, one of the most notable guys, though, was from Ireland, and I, he was a pilot. And I asked him, <laughs> I asked him to do his pilot voice, and I asked him very specifically to say, "Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's a balmy eighteen degrees here in the UK," and we we laughed about that. So that was fun. That was a really good night. And I was away from my children. Isn't it just so much fun to, like, act like you don't have children? Yes. Like, yeah. So, like, act like That's you what do. was so good about it. And it was really nice as well because a lot... And I don't know if people were just being kind, but a lot of people that I met, I'd, like, m- just mention that I had kids. Not because I wanted to talk about them because I didn't really want to think about them at all. Um, but a lot of people were surprised that I had kids. So that was quite nice. That felt good. Yeah. Like, okay, I look like I could just be a normal person that doesn't isn't being completely bedraggled by my kids. That's nice. Um, so, yeah, I didn't have to talk about my kids quite a lot. The One of the best things that happened was that the next morning when we got up, um, me and Rianne went to go and find coffee and breakfast. And we went to this, just this random little Italian cafe that was, like, proper Italian. Like, they were selling 
they had big bowls of pasta that you could buy to take away and like pastries and we walked in i was like i knew i just needed coffee but then i walked in there and you know when there's like a sandwich selection yeah and we're talking proper italian like focaccia and they had this one focaccia and it had like um you know like loads of parma ham and massive pieces of mozzarella in it Mm. and i just saw it and i was like that i need that please I was so horrendously hungover. And also because I'm one of those terrible humans that when I start drinking, I stand by the rule of eating's cheating. I basically, the 12 hours that I had been drinking, I didn't eat. So I was ravenous, like I hadn't eaten for most of the day. And so they bought this, they bought the coffee out and it was proper. And then they bought this massive bowl out that they'd basically created this rocket salad with oil to, to bed the focaccia oh. and they toasted the focaccia with more oil oh and then God, put that on top of the ro- rocket bed right and um, I took one bite of it and it made me so happy I cried <laughs> so Rianne had to watch me because she couldn't eat she was a, she was the sort of hangover where she couldn't eat anything yeah that's the thing like sometimes you need to feed a hangover sometimes you need to starve it exactly she needed to starve her so she had to watch me crying over how beautiful my bedded focaccia was (laughs) every single bite I took I I was like oh my god this is exactly what I wanted this is just what I needed have you ever eaten something so good that you actually like physically moaned with each bite yeah that 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 and whilst tears are running down my face going this is the most glorious thing that's ever happened to me yeah just sat outside on a main road in Battersea my god I've got pictures of it it was just (laughs) so beautiful Um, so that was a good highlight second good highlight me and Dave went to a festival yes you did it wasn't like a technically speaking that is just after the summer holidays yeah it was like it was the first week wasn't it but i went to it was like a city festival it was like a reward for getting it was a reward yeah 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 so it was me and dave and my friend rianne and her partner oscar so it was like a double date kind of deal it's called manchester psych festival and it had like a million bands that i wanted to see but it was in like loads of venues so you go from venue to venue and see all the bands and it was absolutely incredible had the best night drank loads of alcohol ate really good food saw like four bands that i've wanted to see forever well not forever but i really really love and i saw an irish band mm. called the murder capital they're really good um had a mosh we moshed wow. mate we had we a mosh moshed. we had a mosh i don't think i'm built for moshing anymore oh it was hard work but yeah it was the best so yeah that they they are my highlights i think are there any others did some car boots bought loads of cool shit i actually am a big fan of your car boot hauls yeah i um i love doing that i I think you should start doing it on the podcast page okay what like just posting pictures of like cool shit i bought like this current jumper i'm wearing that was 50p which is great isn't it cool fantastic it's yellow tie-dye hoodie yeah it's great 50p um yeah they're my highlights um shall we shall we do a bit of complaining yeah you start well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing i want to discuss yeah is the travesty that it is summer childcare. i don't understand because what, no one don't with get a it. job no no one with like an employed salaried job mm. gets 13 weeks of holiday a year no you get what six yeah if that up to eight five to six if yeah, you're yeah. lucky yeah um and i don't drive so for me the options were so at Darcy's school there was a sports club that she went to for three weeks yeah so she came back from Ireland 
did sports club for three weeks. Yeah. And I had a week off. Yeah. And then I had to just kind of work, work with around her. her yeah. For because oh this is also another thing that I was complain about. And another thing. So you know your child went back to school the day after the bank holiday. Yeah. Mine didn't go back till the fucking Friday. So you had like four random day, three random days. The school decided they were going to use all their inset days mm. on that week, and I'm hundred percent certain, ninety nine percent certain, that they chose to do this specifically to piss me off. Yeah. yeah. No, I know who that'll piss off. Like, what's the reason? Why have you done this? And also, like, okay, I understand inset days. That's fine. I totally appreciate that teachers need those days to, like, sort shit out, right? I get it. But why Why is it that each school gets to choose them? What if you've got two kids, one of them's in a primary school and one of them's in a high school, mm-hmm. and their inset days are completely fucking different? Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. I don't get it. Like, some people's kids started on the Tuesday. Yeah. Some started on, like, the Wednesday or the Thursday. Why did mine start you on got the Friday? What? She did one day she and then a weekend. One day and then it was the weekend. It doesn't... I don't get it. Which made her even more difficult to deal with because it's... What a, a head fuck for her. Yeah. Nah, mate. Nah, mate. But, yeah, childcare... Over, I, I, so I think for me, what then happened was... the next was, closest one is like a 25-minute walk from my house, which isn't yeah, the yeah, end yeah. of the world. But if it doesn't start till 9 o'clock, I'm meant to start work at 9 o'clock. Mm. So if I have to walk 25 minutes to get her there and then walk back, yeah. I'm not going to be at my desk till half past 9. No. No. But like, it's just ridiculous. And I don't understand how they expect... And there's not enough places to cover all the children that need to go. No. I don't, th- I don't, I don't understand how anyone is supposed to operate. No, no, neither do I. It seems At to be all. engineered specifically to cause the most amount of stress. Yeah. Yeah. Mums specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it dramatically. Yeah. Dramatically increases the mental load. Oh my god, it's so hard. Like before, so the week hard. before the summer holidays, I had to sit down. Bashing microphone. I had to sit down with my diary yeah. and block out where she would be. And yeah. in the days where I didn't have anyone to have her, I would ha- was having to pull in favours and put, yeah. like, Nana will have her these days. Yeah. Nat will have her these days. Yeah. etc. So I could try and figure out how to get her looked after yeah. throughout the whole six weeks. It's absolutely insane. I don't... I'd be really interested to find out what, what our listeners did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what are you all doing? What what's happening? What's happening to all these kids? Where are they all going? Because mm. it just seems like there's a massive gap in, in in it. Yeah, <laughs> generally. And I mean, for me, like my whole summer holidays when I was a kid, I I just went to Ireland. Yeah. Well, I I we did the same thing. Like in my family, I stayed at home with my mum, but I know for a fact that I did spend some time with my grandparents because I remember being at like my grandma's quite a bit. And my mum obviously had to work. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what do you do? What do you do? Mm-hmm. I felt I really, really, really struggled. Like I really felt mentally quite unwell from it. Yeah. I was I, by the last couple of weeks, I was having panic attacks and niddles. That's that's what levels were at. Well, I think it's a lot more intense for you. But not well because you've got two kids, and also yeah. because they were with you all the time. All the time, all the time, man. And it's that like such an intense amount of sensory input yeah all the time yeah the weather was shit as well so it's not like you go to the park every day yeah couldn't do, there were so many days where it's like sorry we can't go out 
yeah we're just gonna have to sit and not only that and i like th- this is the other thing is like there are nice things that you can go and do but most of them cost money mm-hmm. you know so there were some like days where we'd go out and do things but then you end up spending money on like them wanting food and drink and all that business and, and if it's you don't hard. want to spend money on food and drink then you've got to have the presence of mind to make a packed lunch and yeah. make sure you remember to take all the drinks which is yeah. just adds to the stress of your life which you don't need i took ramona to newark museum which to look at the punk exhibition we had a great time great great ex- great exhibition. exhibition i loved it ramona was nonplussed really yeah, i don't think she's going to be an anarchist i just don't think she's got it in her she's too much of a conformist see darcy uh could be she's got potential to be an anarchist she kind of some things were piquing her interest but she yeah. really just wanted to go and look at the mummies yeah that's it. Ramona and then we just, walked yeah. into the Egyptian room and she was like, can you believe, mummy, that there's dead people in this room? Those in there, they're dead. Do you know they're dead? They're dead people. And Shall we go like, back into the punk room? I was like, right, okay. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, they are dead. Yes, thank you for that. Yeah. Some posh person stole them from Egypt so, yeah. quite a long time ago. Yeah. What, someone stole the dead people? Yes, they stole everything. Everything from there. Uh, yeah, it just, it's quite relentless. It's very relentless. And if you do go and do not... But that's the other thing as well. It's like there's a real catch-22 with staying at home and trying to, like, do stuff at home that's wholesome. There's a lot of stuff you can do at home. You can do crafts and stuff. But then they're stir-crazy because you're inside all day. And also, you set up a a lovely wholesome activity. We're going to bake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are interested in it for maybe five minutes. And then you are left to finish the baking and then clean up. Clean up, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it's like, oh, we'll do some painting. Yeah. Two minutes. And then you have to clear it all up. Yeah. It's just like an endless hamster wheel of agony. Yeah. I had like days where, so I'd go and see my grandma, who's very elderly. She's like 93. And both of my children would spend the entire time fighting on the sofa. Like fist fighting, snatching, throwing cushions. You know what old people's houses are like. Yeah. Like fraught. Full of breakable fraught with ceramics yeah right porcelain sculpture everywhere and they're just like smashing each other with with cushions and like my grandma's always unwell like she's always falling over and hurting herself and they're like jumping all over her and my grandma sat there going i don't know how you do it i'm like i don't know how i do it i don't understand and then you've got days where i'm in a supermarket and i'm about to look like i'm at the end of my tether and they're fighting over a basket they were fighting over a basket and screaming. I was that mum in the shop, you know, where you know when you hear the screaming and you're like, what are them kids doing? I was that mum. They're fighting over this basket and then Ramona like bashes into me and somehow managed to pull my ring off my finger and it smashes all over the floor. And I'm going and I'm stood in the middle of Lidl going, I'm gonna have a panic attack. I'm gonna and I could feel my breath going. <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't breathe, couldn't breathe. And I was like, how do I I don't know what to do. What the fuck do I do? I've got yeah. a kid in a pushchair. I've got a full basket of stuff. My ring shattered all over the floor and they're fighting over a basket and they're screaming. And I was like, I can't do this. But you can't not do it. I couldn't leave them. Mm. I could just fuck off out of Lidl and scream in my car. I had to wait. I had to take them to my car so I could scream in it. It was awful. Awful. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any nice things that I actually did with my kids over that six weeks. Honestly, I do really feel for you. Like, I... I... I'm so grateful that I was in a position where I was able to put her into a club. Yeah. See, we couldn't... That's the thing. This is what I don't understand about it, right? You were able to put her into a club, 
but you obviously haven't got enough money to like put her into full-time childcare, right? Mm. We can't afford to put her in a club, let alone put her in full-time childcare. So what are other people doing? Are they just forking out? Are they just forking out for full-time childcare? Well, the options are fork out for full-time childcare. Yeah. Or look after them at home, but that requires you either to not not work, have a, yeah, not work, or have a job that has allows complete you. flexibility and yeah. allows you to look because you cannot look after a child and do your job at the yeah. same time. No, I've I worked that out quite quite early on in the you holidays. You just can't do it. No. And it's unfair for anyone to expect you to. But they do. They but do they expect do. us to. Um, I've just remembered the worst bit of the holiday. Mm-hmm. I haven't explained the worst bit. So we're talking, I think, the last week of the holidays. So a few days before the last week of the holidays is when the little incident happened and I asked Dave to look into private healthcare for me because I was on the verge. And he thought I was suffering from stress. And he was like, I'm not trying to downplay stress. Stress is a real thing. And he was like, and it's built up over the holidays and you're at breaking point. And I thought I was at breaking point because I was like, you know, in bed rocking, thinking I can't yeah, get out of bed. Like, I do right? not want to wake up tomorrow. Can you guess Can you guess what might have happened a few days after that moment when I thought I was at breaking point? Uh, something even worse. Something even worse happened. Even worse. So this is the series of events. It was a Tuesday night because on the Wednesday, when we usually see my grandma, my mum had messaged saying, grandma's feeling a bit unwell. Do you want to go to Cosby Yarnbaum tomorrow? We'll take the kids. So Cosby Yarnbaum, for the people who don't know, the village of Cosby is dressed up by amazing knitted, crocheted items. It's incredible, right? It's a really good day out. It's free. Wonderful. So I was like, great, we'll do that tomorrow. It's something to do with the kids. That's something nice. Mm Mm-hmm. You know how I was thinking then? Oh, what nice thing can I... What what nice things happened to me and the kids? That sounds like a nice thing, doesn't it, Sinead? But the night before that, Ramona got so angry about something totally unrealistic, as we've discussed before. She was so angry with us that she tried to slam a door in my face. But when she did that, she managed to get her foot caught underneath the door. It twisted her foot around and the door cut the underneath of her toe open. It bled quite a lot, but I mean, it was just a cut. Mm. Um, And she screamed so loud for such a long time that we genuinely thought we might have to take her to hospital because she was so in so much pain. And I'm saying pain in inverted commas. She's just very extra. Yeah, this is the thing. So extra. I think I... Not to stereotype, I think this is a girl thing. This, like... At the, the kind of like because they work themselves re- up. Yes, that's it. She was working herself it's, into they're a feeding off their own energy and working themselves into a fucking frenzy. Dave says this to me quite often. If you look at Ramona, if she's having a if she's on one upstairs, she watches herself in the mirror cry. Darcy does it. Watches Darcy herself crying. Stands in front of the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and you're there going, how upset actually are you? Yeah. So she was Why howling, are you doing method acting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's because they've heard us talk about Christopher Nolan, hasn't yeah. it? So they, so she's howling at the top of her voice, and she says things like this. So we're like, we're trying to hold her foot together to try and stop it from bleeding. She's like, no, don't touch me. She was going, I don't like this. I don't like this, mummy. I don't. Why does this have to happen to me? Why is it? And I'm trying to. I'm like, Dave has had to turn away because he's laughing, and I'm trying <laughs> so desperately not to say because you tried to slam a fucking door in my face. That's why, <laughs> right? But we didn't. 
took her upstairs. She had like, she was basically having a panic attack. She was sweating. She was shivering. She couldn't breathe. And in between the not breathing, she's going, I can't do this. I can't do this, mummy. I can't do this. I was like, you're not in labour. You've cut your toe. I can't do this. I can't do this, mummy. I can't do this anymore. You need to calm down and you need to go to sleep, right? It's when you try to get them to breathe. Just breathe. What Darcy does is... I don't want to, to breathe. Yeah, I can't breathe. It's like don't then. Don't breathe then. Just don't. That'll shut you up for a while. So yeah, so that went on for about an hour. So then we put her to bed. And then their bandaged, face is like so swollen. Swollen face, hair stuck to the side of her face. It's completely yeah. stuck. We've bandaged her foot within an inch of its life. It's got so much bandage on it. Because she's, I think she's scared about the bleeding, right? Darcy hates It's blood. the bleeding. Yeah. It's the bleeding that did it, I think. That's what scares her. So we're trying to downplay the blood. Because it was just a cut. It was just a cut. It was, honestly, it was fucking fine. Right. So she goes to bed. She find, She cries herself to sleep, right? She oh, Darcy, sobs herself to Darcy sleep. Darcy has sobbed herself to sleep no less than 10 times throughout the summer holidays. They love sobbing themselves to sleep, don't they? They love it, yeah. right? So the ne- like, oh, I just want to put you to bed nicely. Yeah, yeah. I please. just want to have a nice moment where I yeah. read you a story and then yeah. we have a cuddle and then you say, good night, mummy. No, no, it's going to end with me storming away from you whilst you scream. Okay, yeah. lovely. I'm going to sit on the top step and listen to you cry Listen to you to scream while I feel really guilty and you yeah. sob yourself to sleep. Great, wonderful. So she goes to sleep. The next day is supposed to be Cosby Yarn Bomb. So my mum, so Dave's at work. My mum comes round. And these are the words I said. So she walks in and I say, there's been an incident. (laughs) And she's like, oh no, what's happened? She turns to look at Ramona, who's lying on the sofa like Lady Godiva, with a foot on the chair that she threw at me, bandaged up on a a cushion, (laughs) right? Foot up. And she's like, oh my God, Ramona, what's happened? And I was like, I'll tell you exactly what's happened, mother. She tried to slam a door in my face and she got her foot caught in the door and she's cut her toe open. I'm not sure what to do about Cosby Yarn Bomb, but the reason I've not told you about it, so basically the idea was that she was going to come round, we were all going to walk Dobby together, because it's quite hard. This is the other fucking thing, Sinead, Mm. is that Dave goes to work and I have to walk the dog and two children, and it always ends in tears. The first time that the first time that it happened, the first walk that I did with the I two really of them, I really like the angry gesticulation so angry. at me at the minute. The first week, this is the first day of the summer holidays. I take Dobby and both girls for a walk, which means Lola's in a pushchair and Ramona has to walk with me. And halfway through that walk, Ramona gets so angry with me. She says, "Mummy, if you go any further, I'm going to kick you." <laughs> yeah, that's what we're dealing with. So I say to my mum, "Now you're here." We can try and go Cosby Yarn Bomb. Maybe Ramona can sit in the pushchair and Lola can walk. I'm sure Lola would love that. But you are going to have to look after my children while I take Dobby for a walk. Because it is either that or you are going to drive me to a hospital. Because they are the only options we have here. I need half an hour to myself. Mm-hmm. I have to go and walk the dog on my own. I can't do it with the kids. I need. I just need half an hour to myself. So she lets me take my children away. Let, lets me lets me take the dog away while she looks after the kids. We go to Cosby Arm Bomb. Ramona sits in the pushchair like a little lost soul. Lola has a great time. So then that happens. Uh, and then she gets a bit better. So that's the Wednesday. Thursday, her foot gets slightly better. Sorry. <laughs> that's fine. Wednesday, can't walk. Thursday, can't walk but gets better. Friday stands on Dave's shoe which opens up the wound again and it bleeds everywhere can't walk for another couple of days so then there's a Saturday she can't go dancing she can't walk Sunday guess what she gets 
She's getting better. She can walk now. She can walk on it. Sickness bug. <sighs> so that's the last week of my holidays. That was the last week of my holidays. That's so stressful. Yeah. That's made me feel stressed even thinking about I know. It. And that, by the way, was the entire week after I'd said to Dave, I'm at my breaking point. <laughs> you were like... And then life was like, let me break you even further. Yeah. Oh, you thought you were a breaking point, did you, Miss Johnson? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've spoke for quite a long time, haven't we? I got quite into that, didn't I? Yeah. Um, do you want anything else to say about the summer holidays? I think we've complained enough about it. Um, I think that the summer holidays can go fuck themselves. Yeah. I don't, I don't want another one. No. I don't want another one. I'm going to have to, like, I don't know. I'm going to have to pull money out of my ass. I'm going to start stripping or something mm-hmm. so that I can afford to put them in childcare. Maybe I'll start stripping. I don't Anyone know. Anyone want to buy picture, pictures of our feet? Yeah, I'll do pictures of my feet. Or, like, some of my old pants. Yeah. I've got, like, old maternity pants. I can have a bath. I can sell you my bath water. Yeah. You want any of my, like, period products? <laughs> People are into that shit, right? People are into all sorts, Rosie. You want me to wipe my sweat onto a tissue and send it to you? 50 quid? That's a day's childcare, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, the sports club that I sent Darcy to, I paid... Also, sorry, one last thing to... <laughs> what? What? Come on. One, one last, last thing to bring up. It was cheaper. So the when she was at sports club, that's when we went to Spain. Yeah. It was cheaper to book three full weeks, which yeah. was £60 a week. Yeah than it was to book one full week and two four-day weeks. Because you got a discount for booking a full week, so it was £60 per week. And that, But then if I had paid for four, pa- four weeks, fuck, four <laughs> days for two of the weeks, it would have cost me £67 for the two weeks that she wasn't doing the full week. So I, just, I can't even. I can't even. So done. I mean, I'm very happy they're back at school now. What can I say? Um, what's your love of the week? Oh, my love of the week is Hosier's new album. Still not listened to it, have I? You, I did. I saw a funny interview with him and Ashleen B. They did a funny thing. Oh, did they? Yeah, I'll, I'll have to send it to you. It. I just love him. The album is excellent. Yeah. I just... So it, it's, a, it's a concept album. It's a concept album, is it? Okay. So, uh, it's about the... It's kind of loosely based around Dante's uh, Divine Comedy. Okay. And it kind of follows you... We follow him on a journey through the circles of hell. That sounds like the Summer Holidays. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. that what he's based the album on? Um, but it's like... It's very singable. Mm. The, the lyrics are just gorgeous yes you've sent me some of his lyrics and they are beautiful yeah and I just I just love it nice and I just love him okay I'm going to see him the day after my birthday and I guarantee that I'm going to jizz everywhere cry (laughs) (laughs) well both both at the same time (laughs) sorry I can't believe I just said that tears will tears will come I just love him good and I love that everyone thinks that he is like a fairy king but actually he's just from Bray is it just he's just to like British people he's some kind of weird pagan guy but he's it's just American, Irish American Americans think he's like 
some kind of pagan king. Yeah. But he's just he's Irish. just an Irish he's guy. He's just an Irish guy. He's just they're a very music, tall Irishman. Yeah, good at Well, do you know what's really funny? Is that my love of the week is I, I Island. Oh, is it? It actually is Island. For two reasons. Okay, yeah. Well, now three, because Hoosier is like, you know, you've you've sold me on the fairy king of Ireland, right? Yeah. So there's two reasons. One is that I mentioned before when I went to Manchester Psych Fest, I saw a band called The Murder Capital. Now, Dave didn't enjoy them so much. I'll tell you for why, and I forgive them for it. They're a very young band of Irish boys. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So they're very sure of themselves, Sinead, aren't they? They're very sure of themselves. Yeah. So sure of themselves, in fact, that they came on stage to the Ritz, O2 Ritz in Manchester. It's like an old venue at night time, in the dark, all wearing sunglasses. That's the sort of... All wearing sunglasses and leather jackets. Oh, that's sexy, You know what though. I mean? Um, Dave was not into that, but that's because he is a straight male. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought they were great. I thought, you get... Do you know what, lads? If you want to wear sunglasses, you're all very good-looking boys. You yeah, do what you want, you pal. You do what you want. You do you. Really loved them. But it just um, kind of reminded me, because they're quite similar to Fontaine's DC, so I'm really enjoying this kind of... This very kind of Joy Division, sort of moody rock bands that are coming out of Ireland right now. Mm. Well done, lads. I'm proud of you all. I love you all. Love them even more if they've got, like, slightly IRA-y undertones. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if... I don't know much about... I'll have to look into it. I'll let you know. I'll, get, I'll let you know. Um, but the second thing is... I spoke to you about this the other week, is the drama on BBC called The Woman in the Wall. Mm. I started watching it today. I didn't get very far into it, though. It's it's a st- it's a masterpiece, but maybe you can give a very small, quick um, interlude as to what it's about, so you know more about it than I do. Well, you told me kind of the basic concept. Well, no. Yes. It's it's all about kind of mother and baby homes, isn't it? Like, yes. And the way that the Catholic Church completely fucked up Ireland for quite a long time. Yeah. There's loads of different things around it. So there's the Magdalene laundries where they would send unmarried pregnant women to fucking wash clothes be pregnant and then they would steal their babies and sell them yeah um yeah so and, my, and work for free as well yeah slave, yeah. Lab- slave, slave labor slave labor and uh take your children against your will and then sell them for money to yeah. give to the church essentially yeah. is what was happening and what i can't get my head around still right now even though i've watched the program is that was happening in the 80s yeah i think the last madeline laundry Close, and I could be wrong on this, but I believe it's the year that I was born, nineteen ninety-three. How? It is horrifying. Mm-hmm. I would recommend like everyone watch *Woman in the Wall* because it's a masterpiece, and it's but it's like so sad. Mm. It is so sad. My granny had a sister that was in uh, a laundry, really? yeah, Fucking in hell. a mother and baby home, and my granny had moved over to England at that time, and her sis, her and her sister. Her other sister, she was one of ten children. Fuck. So her and one of her other sisters kind of formulated this plan where the sister came over to, came, went over to Ireland to break the one in the mother and baby home out with her wow. baby. And then my granny, like, set up their flat and got all Don't, the baby stuff it. ready. They, got, they, they got fucking did it. That's a that's spat. That's so <laughs> exciting. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah, and um, my granny, when my mum was a teenager my granny fostered a little boy mm. whose mum had been oh, in one God. of these mother and baby homes yeah um she had him 
from when he was, I think he was about three weeks old. Yeah. Tiny, t- premature. And they had him until he, he was like eight months old, I think. Yeah. And then the adoption agency, basically just the church, were like, oh, no, no, because they really wanted to adopt him because they'd had him yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. from such a young age. They bought, when, when they gave them to him, gave yeah. him to them, he had a bag full of like raggedy clothes. They bought him new everything. Yeah. Like he was so looked after. So mum, I think was about 15. Her sister would have been maybe 13. Yeah. He was just doted on by the whole family. And, and they, they said, look, we'd, we'd like to adopt him, blah, blah, blah. And then the church said, oh, we found a good good family for for him that they don't have children they can't have children so we're going to take him in i wonder if the other family were able to offer a large sum of money as a donation i wonder i wonder i just can't i think what blows my mind about it is it's just another example of the fucking suffering of women Mm -hmm. and this is the first i'm hearing of it like it makes me sick to my stomach to think that that was going on in my lifetime and I had no idea about it yeah, yeah I had no horrific. idea that like horrific suffering that women were going through in the night in the 90s mm. but it just it kind of harkens back to like there's a very dark history to yeah. Ireland so yes it's it was colonized by the English yeah. for hundreds of years yeah and then once the English kind of the hold of the English was kind of taken out obviously Loosened. apart from the six counties yeah um the catholic church had their Went the in. claws Talons dug in. so deep in mm. it was so like insidious mm. that there was no let up yeah and this i think um neatly moves us on to our loathe of the week because what you're saying then there's something that one of the 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 policemen says in this woman in the wall program and by the way can i point out if ruth wilson does not get a mention or any kind of yeah recognition for her role in this then i'm gonna kick off i'm gonna burn some shit because she's fucking incredible that woman is and i'm very angry why am i so angry about this i just think she's an amazing actress anyway absolutely brilliant but it moves us quite neatly on because one of the policemen in this program says to the young policeman there's knowing and there's knowing Mm. and the point he's making is it's one of those things that everyone knows about but nobody knows about. Yeah. And we've discussed this because we don't tell each other our loves and loathes, Mm -mm. but what was made quite clear when we were discussing it earlier is that our loathe is the same thing. It is, yeah. So there's knowing and knowing, isn't there, Sinead? So after three, shall we say our same loathe of the week? Yeah. One, two, three. Russell Russell Brand! Brand. What a prick. (laughs) Go on. So for me, I, as a teenager, loved Russell Brand. He did a show called Ponderland, I think it was. Loved it. Oh, I never saw that. Thought it was very funny. Mm. Thought it was like this weird maverick. Like, oh wow. What a like, clever, wise yeah, kind so of guy. Like, so yeah. verbose, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, loved him. Really wanted to shag him. I'm so obviously, glad I never didn't. Want, I, I never don't wanted to. Now, no. no. And obviously, my judgment is not great at the best <laughs> of times. <laughs> no, but you're still very wise. You're smart. So you, yes, you're very smart, Sinead. <laughs> you're a very smart girl. Yeah, um, it's not so much, I don't think it's the, it's not the loathing of Russell Brand. It's the, it, because we do, all of us do. It's, it's the loathing of a society that allows him to just, act in the way that, or enables him to act in the way that he do, 
do- did and does. And the fact that the dispatches program that came out was called In Plain Sight, mm-hmm. that's the whole problem, isn't it? This it's whole so idea insidious. Yeah. That he's, he's basically played on this. He's played on that. He's played on this, oh, everyone knows that I'm a sex pest and I'm disgusting and I abuse people, but it's part of my persona. Everyone knows about it, but no one says anything about it. So that means it's okay. Yeah. And now it's the it's the victims of those sort of crimes that are being ostracised for being for coming out too late. The reaction to that documentary online is one of the strangest reactions I've ever seen to anything online. Yeah. So on Twitter, it was so polarised. So there was people yeah. like, we always knew that this was happening. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. He's he's got prior, he's got form for being yeah. like this. Yeah. And then there's another group of people whose entire reaction to it is like, oh, why are they only coming forward now? I know. What, what was, like, she was 16, so it was legal. Yeah. And, yeah, like, yeah. people just so willing to jump to this abuser's yeah. defence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. like... Why? Why are you choosing, like... Why? Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me at all. Why? And then when people are like, oh, I'm just just to play devil's advocate. The devil doesn't fucking need an advocate. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't need one. You know who does need an advocate? (laughs) Abuse victims. (laughs) No one's wading into an online debate like, I'm just going to be the abuse victim's advocate. Oh, my God. So true. So true. Yeah. It's, um... It's horrible. It's really, really horrible. And I just think like the whole the whole victim the victim shaming thing is it's like it just makes me really question any any person, any person ever that's that's sort of like victim shames and say, Why didn't you come forward? It makes me then question them and just think Oh absolutely What have you got to fucking hide then? What are you worried about? And if like, you're jumping to Russell Brand's, you know, Defense. Defense, which he clearly needs from you, sir. Yeah. Like, what what have you got to hide? Have you done something questionable that you're worried about? Mm-hmm. I think, and it's always like, not all men. Not all men. But it is nearly all women. Yeah, yeah. So, is it, if it's just one or two men in the whole country, they're very busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're booked and fucking busy with the <laughs> raping and abusing. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know? Uh, and it's like saying why didn't you come forward is mm. such a redundant yeah of course it is kind of viewpoint mm. when two out of every 100 reported rapes end in a conviction yeah regardless of evidence yeah it's awful it's horrible that is why people don't come forward yeah, of course because they they'll get laughed out of the police station yeah Imagine trying to have to relive something like that to a male police officer, which is more than likely what's going to happen. And then to be told that there's probably not enough evidence. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks. Like, there are people that have gone into police stations to report an assault, mm. and the police have basically laughed them out of there and said, oh, there's no point, because it's not. they're never going to get convicted. There's not enough evidence. And it's always their fault. Yeah. You had a shower yeah. after you were raped, Yeah. so there won't be physical evidence. Not our problem. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Awful, awful, awful. You can't prove that that sex wasn't consensual. Yeah. Makes me very And people wonder why women don't come forward. Yeah. And men. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's a thing. And and then men always come in with the false accusation mm. argument. Well, I've all, I like someone said this once and I've stuck by this ever since. I would every single time prefer to believe a liar over a rapist. Yes. And I'm going to stick to that until the cows come home. Mm-hmm. I I'm I'm quite happy people lie all the fucking time. So if a woman's lying about a rape, I will still I still believe that over an actual rapist. Yeah. Because li- lying I'd isn't, rather as, take... isn't as bad, is it? I'd rather take the side of a liar than a rapist. Yeah, yes, please. I'll take that. I lie to my kids all the time. Yeah. Oh, so... no, no, darling, I don't think you'll like this chocolate. It's very spicy. Yeah. Oh, See, easy. It's quite easy know, to lie. You know that song, when the ice cream man plays the song, it means he's no, ran out of ice cream. out of ice cream. Lies. No one's hurt. Now it feels bad. I sit upon a throne of lies. <laughs> sit upon a throne of lies. I think that's a really good place to end the podcast, <laughs> don't you? I really do. I sit upon a throne of lies. Um, but one lie, no, one non-lie. is One that, truth. One truth. One truth before we leave is that we are doing a live show on the 3rd of December in Leicester. Please buy tickets. Tickets when they are will available. be released soon. Yes. Um, so keep it. We will be getting back to activity on yeah. our social media we'll try our best mate won't we so give us a follow on there um yeah. recommend us to your friends tell your friends to buy tickets yeah it's great to be back thank you so much for listening yeah sorry we uh we struggled to make words then didn't yeah. we for that entire hour but we're we're, we're new to it again aren't we like we're starting afresh we are, we've yeah. had a tough old six weeks and now we're back to it we've we got to break the... ourselves in haven't we We've been the Amateur Mill Society. We have. You've been very patient. Thank you. (laughs) If they're still listening. Bye. Bye.